No, really. What are friends for? Friends are for a good old group hang. And that is what we're having today, Gabrielle, aren't we? I'm really excited about this. I'm a little nervous. Funny enough, (laughs) my heart is pitter-pattering because it's just like, these are like podcasts, like divas and gods and sass and just so much fun. They're they're saying no, which is not true. But I'm a huge (laughs) fan of both of them. But before we get into that, I just want to say it's July 2nd when we're recording this. This comes out like later and things, but I just want to say happy birthday to Paula V. Your birthday is tomorrow, July 3rd, and I am buying you these cinnamon rolls that you love. So that's my friend gesture this year because... I'm not going to eat it with you, but I'm just going to send it to you. So. Oh, that's so sad that you're not. Gonna, I didn't know you weren't, weren't going to eat it with me, but I will well, eat it I'll in probably, your face. That's fine. Yeah, eat it in my face, and then I'll have my own. And so, like, but we're not going to share it. You know, like if we talk about sharing it, then people get right. upset. Well, okay, I'm with so. you now. I'm with you now. Okay. That's why I'm drinking for this episode. Um, and I asked my husband. Uh, he asked me what I wanted for my birthday, and I said, "I just want to be alone." <laughs> that's what I said. I get it. I get yeah. it. No, I get it. So, you know, you let me know when I come over from six feet away, like how we can share it on Instagram, because, you know, I think people are nervous about like when I'm hanging out with my friends, like, do I post it? Do I not? Because like we were so like self invested within ourselves before the pandemic, like, look what I'm doing. Look where I'm at. Look where I'm eating. And now you're just like, I don't think I can post this because when I do, Mm -hmm. it's like something might be off. And then you get like hate comments. It's like you get canceled for getting a fucking haircut. It's like, (laughs) you got a haircut? You did what? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Which dives us right into our first segment. Insta friends or reality. Yeah. Because I am so excited for you guys. Everyone, if you don't know Inside the Closet podcast, get into it. Just go follow. Go look at the whole podcast Instagram because it's hysterical there's a moment where one of the hosts is walking around in his underwear in his kitchen and like doesn't even care. And <laughs> Emma's just like, eh, it's fine. oh, by the way, it's Emma Wilman, everyone, my lover of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> and it's Mateo who is in his underwear. And Mateo who's in his underwear. I mean, that child's play to the rest of my Instagram, so. <laughs> so I want to introduce, when we asked them for their bios, because I'm a huge fan of both of them, separately and together, the bio that we got for them was Emma Wilman, comedian an actor, Matea Lane, comedian. And I was like, you guys are so much more than that. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't. Well, here's the thing about comedians. We are the laziest people in the world and we want to do zero homework. So mm. like if someone sends us something, they're like, Hey, fill out this thing. I'll be like, if it was like, tell me the, the meaning of life. And I would literally write down like insomnia cookies. I mean, I, you know, it's just like <laughs> sure. quick, funny, move it along. But yeah, I don't know. I think comedians were like, we're kind of two people. We're like, oh, I'm, you know, no one likes me. No one gets it, blah, blah, blah. And then the other part of us is like, I'm the funniest person in the world. I'll destroy all of you. <laughs> well, in comparison, though, this is very fascinating for me because both Paul v and I met doing musical theater and we are fucking homework people. Like mm-hmm. we write it down five, mm-hmm. six, seven, eight pedagogy all written out. Mm-hmm. What's the tap yeah. combination? Do it on the left. What do you need next? Like we're so intense in a very different way. We have four versions of everything prepared like right <laughs> I, that's right. the opposite of comedians but uh, but uh, you might be thinking of homework and it might you might not think of it as homework because it may be something you want to do but i think like i mean you're always working and studying and trying stuff so it's not homework in the sense that oh this is a task but it's just like you have to get peeled away from doing work 
So it might just be a different way of thinking about it. Hmm. It's not organized. Strangely, though, comedians are like, we're lazy, hardworking people. Like, we won't do small things like that. But I will just get on a plane every weekend, fly to a new city, do three shows a night, do meet and greets, you know, do the radio in the morning, do TV, write all your jokes, record everything, go back, edit the jokes that are funny, not funny, go home, do shows every single night, go on interviews, podcast, you know, it's like, so I guess we're just like lazy non-lazy people that's i don't know what productive like self-motivated lazy people yeah professionals exactly it yeah i can understand that well you're an expert at self-preservation that's that's what we're gonna that's a spin that's a nice way to say i got botox i'll take it you know i i always wanted to be a musical theater kid because i'm an opera singer and like i went to like i i thought it was gonna go and like be on broadway or be mariah carey and i became a gay comic which is kind of the same thing well and he can really sing. I know. And just so you know, Mateo, I, I, I did the homework of who you are. And I went on your Wikipedia, which says Mateo Lane, Matthew Mateo mm-hmm. Lane, is an American comedian, opera singer, as mm-hmm. you also shared, and oil painter. Yes. Ooh. here's I have one of my oil paintings. right. So I lived in Italy for oh, a long time painting. Oh, I cannot wait painting. to see this. This is an old self-portrait I had to do when I was living in Italy. Isn't that great? I didn't, I didn't finish it. It was late in the studio. Thing is, I worked wow. as a storyboard artist and fashion illustrator for years. That's what moved me to New York. So I would illustrate TV commercials, and like I was a professional artist. My job was waking up, drawing commercials for Lexus and Seven Up, and hair and makeup and shoes and DSW and blah blah blah. And now I um, tell dick jokes and shame my family. Wow! And your portraits in your kitchen. How long has it been in your kitchen? Like, how was that inspiration when you cook, or what is it? I love that you think I actually have a kitchen. It's just the kitchen is just a part of the room that I live okay. in. Um, Got it's it. Just, you know, right now you're on a full tour of my apartment. And, um, but yeah, I just decorate my apartment with a lot of my artwork because I'm like, well, I, maybe it's a little self-indulgent, but I don't know. No. I'm like, it's like, I mean, it's, I can be like, I did this. That's it's very what, New York. It's very New York. Your, your apartment is very New York. And, you know, did you guys meet in New York? Is that how you guys became friends? Yes. We did. Also, that picture is you guys. I don't know if you guys people can see it, but that picture is of him before he was working out too. So maybe you're subconsciously putting it in your kitchen as like a keep up the eating the eggs or whatever. You know what I mean? Because before there's a big transformation. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Yeah, <laughs> that was Twink Mateo in my American Apparel Deep V. Right. It's just a different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> different I still wear body. my American Apparel Deep V. Shit. I had so but, many of you know, those. When we were looking into how you guys met, I asked Emma last night on text. I was like, do you guys have an origin story episode on Inside the Closet? And no, it wasn't. You guys actually talked a little bit about your friendship um, on another podcast that um, they asked you, how was it like to be best friends? And your reply was rather interesting that you guys are not. (laughs) Do you remember that? That's so funny. You remember that? They're like, well, so long have you guys been best friends? We were like, oh, oh, I made me that. Well, I don't know. We're like, I guess it's, well, okay. So best friends. I mean, Emma, you are one of my, I, first of all, I think those, the term best friends is reserved for like third graders, but I would say, you know, I mean, kind of, you know what I mean? It's like, you're my best friend i'm an adult there's a lot of people in my life and they all mean different things to me but sure. um emma you are one of my best friends there's no question and actually yes. my i i have my my crew in new york city which consists of like just a bunch of drag queens basically and i drew my crew and then someone's like where's emma and i was like oh i 
it's like a different I they shame why? everyone's shaming me for not doing the right thing. <laughs> but why why are there so many rules to like what is considered a really good friend? Like you, right. it's not that what is it? It's like um he's just not into you or you know it's like one of those things. Like why is there so many rules of what establishes what's a good friend and exactly in the cir- specific circumstance? Right. right. You know I mean, I, I, Emma, you yeah, are I one of my have, best friends. Yeah, I mean, I did have one of these situations, though, where like, and I agree with you, Mateo, I think that like, best friends is such a finite thing that's hard to put on. It's it's a hard definition to give any relationship. But like, there, there are people that really hold on to that terminology. And, you know, I remember there was one time, I think I just like, put up a like a birthday post, like this is 31, you know, like whenever I turned 31 or whatever. And I like just tagged a bunch of my friends and said, thank you all for being in my life. Mm -hmm. And I forgot one of them. And I got a passive aggressive text from that friend (laughs) that said, I'm so glad that you're so loved by all these people. That's why you forgot that motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. And I forgot you for a reason. God damn. (laughs) My other friends wouldn't have reacted like that. Uh... Lord. Oof. Oh my god! Did you subconsciously block that person out and subconsciously not so. post them? I don't think so. I here's the thing: like humans can only remember so much, right? right. And like to me, like social media is not that deep. So like you know, it, I did go in and add that person later because they. I do truly like. Well, I felt guilty, but they shamed you. <laughs> but like you know that's what i mean like i think it does like some people really hang on to it they really do hang on to that best friend thing my girlfriend Um, always uses that word about this a friend of hers she's always and she will preface the friend with my best friend and then say her name like always but it's always interesting that she does that because it's not the friend that she necessarily talks to the most but she'll say and she'll bring it up regularly. Like, oh, my best friend, blah, 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 best friend did it. And I'm like, I know she's your best friend, but she's the only person I know that she really, and that sh- her best friend says that about her too. They refer to each other as like, I think they're saved in each other's phone as best friend. And it's not her best oldest friend, friend either. It's, I think it's a friend of her. She's known for like five or six years, but mm. that I, I, I would say I always have, I, I've never been somewhere where it's, I've had like my a best best friend, but I've usually had like a few like really close friends. And then mm-hmm. more of my friends will be out of entertainment. I have maybe like for comedians, I think I have I have three friends, three comedian friends. Where if I stopped doing entertainment right now, it the, it wouldn't change. Mateo is one of those three friends, maybe actually two because one of them doesn't do comedy anymore. But it's it, I'm really good friends with Robin Shaw. I've got a I've got some really close comedian friends, but same. It's not. Mateo is one of the ones that would be a, I'd be a friends with if I stopped doing entertainment today. Maybe a few more than that, maybe two, three, four, but it's a very small amount of comedian friends where if I stopped doing entertainment, we would I would still consider them one of my best friends. I think in my life, like it's kind of separated like comedy. So, okay. So like, you know, as a queer person, like I have my chosen family and my chosen family consists of me, Bob the Drag Queen, Patty, who was helping me pack today, Nick, Alfredo, Monet Exchange, and uh, Kennedy and Mitch. That's like my chosen family. But then Mm. I have my comedy family. My comedy family would be Emma. It would be Evan Williams. It would be Yamanika Saunders. It would be Sydney Washington. So, like, you do kind of, like, have different groups, you know, because your life is kind of separated that way. I mean, they do blend every once in a while, but, like, if you're a comedian, you're doing shows every single night, starting 6 p.m., your comedy life starts. But up until then, it's like your normal life starts. So it's kind of a weird balance. Plus, we're always on the road. 
the good thing about being a comic is like you'll see someone you love and that you're you are good friends with, but you just don't see them for two months because you're just both busy. And then right. you just sit down at the cell and you're like, oh, how have you been? And or, uh, it just or, picks back up. I feel like I would mm. see friends from, you know, different areas of my life when I would be in their cities when I started traveling more. And that would be really nice to yeah. get to see people that I maybe wouldn't have connected with if I had wasn't also traveling for work. So that would that was always something I really liked. Like if I'm in a city and I'm like, oh, this person's in Chicago, that would be nice. I have mm. discussed before that I'm a recovering friend skeptic where mm. I didn't trust anyone to be a close friend. So I kept all my friends just work, like all work. That's so, and so interesting. Yeah. And I definitely would not share. And I felt like, um, what's the word, um, insecure on what to talk about other than work. Mm. And so it took time finally, like getting out of the eight shows a week on Broadway schedule to, to come and do television. I had a weekend for the first time in my life. There was food at craft services. They had food for you. Like I was nourished and rested. And then I finally found some like energy to try to be friends. And I just told a friend of mine, Joe Aaron Reed, who just moved his family from, I think, Paris to Los Angeles. And I wow. said, I'm right before pandemic. I was like, I am making a commitment. This was my 2020. I was like, I'm making a commitment once a month to physically see someone and have a mm -hmm. dinner. That's not, you know, um, collaborative agenda, professional, you know, anything like that, where it's like, we're coming to meet because how are you? And that right. is exhausting for me. Like it's literally a muscle. I relate to what you what you were talking about with being um, the way you were talking about being a friend, but not but having it be all work, work related. I related. Yeah. I really related to that. But I was actually I related to it, but in an opposite way where I wouldn't have friends in work. I would have my friends like outside a very few amount of friends outside of work. And then I would keep my work friends just 100 percent work, 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 work. And then I had a heart. I did have a hard time talking about anything that wasn't work to my I called them my real friends, but I had a really hard time integrating. So I guess it is a similar, but I really, re I related a lot when you said that about yeah, being cautious of it. Do you feel like that has to do with your work ethic with like being protective on focus or? I think it was being nervous that people that weren't in the business wouldn't understand it and they would think it was unhealthy or they would try to talk me out of it because they wouldn't get and and sometimes they would be right in that they'd be like but that's crazy why would you do that or you're going this distance to do this thing and I would say but that's how it is that's what you need to do and a performer would understand that right away right. but mm -hmm. there's a balance there because sometimes it's not actually healthy for yourself or your performance career to be doing every single thing but I would get nervous that someone who wasn't in it wouldn't get it and I was like I can't let that in my head so I was trying to I think I was trying to protect myself, but I, I was going too far with it. And I wasn't letting, I, I had to find a different word for it, but my normal friends in, I was, right. I kept everything very compartmentalized. Hmm. I call them civilians, people that aren't in the business. Same. We do too. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I say normal people. <laughs> yes. I'm like, you know, normal people. Yeah, which isn't a real it. thing. Cause, but then at the end of the day, they get it a lot of times too. Maybe not about the specifics of what it is, but a lot of people, like I have a friend, Julie, who's really interested in entrepreneurship and she does sales. 
she's never not understood something I'm talking about. You know what I mean? But I was like me thinking she wouldn't get it. Yeah. And those friends also are like, what's it like? Like, what does it mean? What happens? You know, what is it like? Blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, right. I don't want to talk uh, about I don't this. Right. Talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need right. to explain this to you because it seems like it's a big deal. Maybe it's because I'm desensitized to what I do. And, you know, my, my brother-in-law had to explain to my sister why I don't answer the phone at 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Because I'm, you know, I'm focusing on getting ready for an 8 o'clock show. And my sister would get, you know, just like, Gabrielle, answer your phone. I'm your sister. And my brother-in-law, Rob, she's like, she's one of the rare people that's doing theater and broad, like in New York. Like, you have to realize, I mean, that's that's how I heard it, maybe from Rob. But, you know, <laughs> no, I just remember no. feeling like supported that way. Sure. You make a good point. I sometimes feel like, and I think this is, when, when you're a performer, especially at that level on Broadway or touring comedians, whatever, when people assume because you're working in the arts, there's kind of, it's kind of a mix. It may be me projecting, but I think a lot of times people assume that you're not really working right? or because they right. haven't it's done true. the research, they right. don't understand how hard it is you actually work. So when they are ignorantly asked, is that even a word? Asking questions, sure. things like, well, why can't she answer at 3 PM? I'm her sister. It's like, if I was a surgeon, <laughs> you wouldn't, you would respect right. this. So what, what my, right. the message I hear from you is that you don't respect me. Mm. Right. I'm Italian. So I think everyone's against me. Um, mm. That's the problem. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> no, really, Pallavi. I love creating this podcast with you. It's been one of the greatest joys of my quarantine. Mine too, Gabrielle, but girlfriend, producing a podcast is hard work. Girl, ain't that the truth? That's why I am so glad we joined Patreon. Hey, Hey, Patreon. Patreon is the opportunity for our listeners to get exclusive perks from us, all while supporting our podcast dreams. What kind of perks, Paula V? Okay, I'll tell you. Our Patreon page has tiers to choose from so you can pick the WAF perks that speak to you. For example, just for joining as a first-tier WAF friend, patrons automatically get access to the vodcast. Gabrielle, tell them what a vodcast is. Girl, it's the video version of our podcast where you can see us and our guest interviews on camera. It gets better. We're also offering the option to join us for a monthly WAF live show and Q&A. That's amazing. So they can ask us about anything anything. And there's even an option to get exclusive unedited bonus episodes that are only released on Patreon. And you can get in on these perks for as little as $2 a month. Only $2 a month? Slay. You know, I think the best part of that is 10% of all proceeds from our Patreon page go to charity. So not only are we focused on making great content for you, we also get the opportunity to give back. So... What you're saying is all you got to do to get these perks is join at patreon.com slash WAF podcast. That's W-A-F-F podcast. And that directly helps us keep making the show. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because that's what friends are for. Now back to WAF. So I have a question about Inside the Closet. How many years has it been now? Do you guys do seasons? I'm going to dig in a little bit of that because this is our second season of What Are Friends For? This is my first season hosting. So I just kind of want to be like, give me some tips, you know, speaking of criticisms. But, you know, um, how long have you guys been doing Inside the Closet? Three years. Almost longer than three years. Yeah. Long long time. time. We just do it once a week. We just chat. It was just bef- chatting and slap it online. It yeah. was before podcasts. I mean, pe- pe- a lot of people were podcasting, but it was like, I feel like in the past two years, there's been like a, 
Oh, well, my mother has a podcast. I mean, it's right. like everyone, my dog, like, you know, my lamp, I'm, everyone, it's like a podcast. And it's like, oh, I, I, the one of the things that attracted Em and I to doing a podcast with each other is we would sit down and talk to each other at shows and really liked our chemistry. And then Keith and the girl, which is like king mm-hmm. of podcasts, they've been around forever. In New they York, were like, yeah. hey, yeah, they were like, hey, we're doing like these test trials like once a month with like different people just to do podcasts. Do you want to do it? And we were like, sure. So we did it called gay talk and we just sat and chat and we're like, this really felt good. So then we just decided to do our own podcast called inside the closet. And it's pretty simple. It's just Emma and I catch up with each other once a week and we bring on guests that are interesting or our friends or people that are in the business and just have a chat. And that's pretty much it. It was also kind of like, I think I used to, it was a good compliment because I used to always be like, oh, I overthink oh, about this being too gay or this too much. And then we were like, what if we just didn't think about any of that? And just, it was like what two gay people would talk about if no one else was around and we weren't afraid of that. Mm. And scheduling, I mean, working with a friend, one thing that's really helped me is we can keep it no matter what, if we want to talk about business stuff, we can address that because things will come up and we'll address it and Mateo will address it. He's more type A, I'd say. I'm more ty- I'm, I don't know what the hell my type, I don't know what it is. But he'll address it very quick. So we have a very complimentary addressing thing styles, which has allowed mm-hmm. it to continue working too. Like if there's a problem, right. and also also we have similar approaches to how we do business stuff where we'll both do it right away and we both prioritize the work as much as the friendship too, which has then allowed the friendship to also grow and sustain. Because that's it's tricky. Right. Working with a friend can be very tricky. Yeah, I, I've had some issues working with friends in the past that have not gone well. I think we all Likewise. have. But I think, Emma, we've we in the three years we've been doing this together, I can maybe on one hand think of a few tips we've gone through, but no mm-hmm. fights, no anger, no not. We're usually on the same side. We're very transparent. We're very – because I think I'm so, like, insecure and so, – like, I always think I'm doing something wrong because I've had PTSD from friends who don't communicate when you're doing something – that they don't like and then they blow up at you, which I, I is my biggest pet peeve. It's like, if you don't like something, say it right away. Mm-hmm. The audacity to just continue to be mad at me and not for me to not know and for you to keep this invisible checklist is so ridiculous and immature. So, but I, cause I had a big blowout with one of my really close friends. And so I would constantly be like, is this okay? Are you sure? And I was like, no, yeah, you're fine. Just calm down, you know? Right. <laughs> and then also him asking that if there, I mean, there, I mean, there was like, Maybe there was one time that wasn't even between us where there say it'd be like a logistical thing or we would have problems with scheduling. But then because we would both prioritize it, then it would get worked out. But I 100 percent agree with that when someone keeps an invisible checklist, which is actually something I've done before working with someone where I put the friendship Whereas we were different work priorities and putting the friendship first. And then if something would bother me, I'd be like, but it doesn't matter because it's my friend. Because a lot of times with your friends, you'll give more leeway to something. Mm-hmm. So, But then that can get tricky. And if you have to be like, well, we also work together, so we also need to say something yeah. too. And it might be harder well, in the beginning, but it'll save things in the end. Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, I was waiting for Pallavi to ask me to work with her. I mean, like the girl that wasn't asked to dance yet at the gym. Aww. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, I'm so ready. Somebody asked me, like, could I have asked her? Yes. Could I have like done that? But there wasn't a project yet that worked in this way for both of us because we both have been through like many chapters together, like from summer stock in college. We both moved to New York at the same time. Pallavi's TV career took off in New York before like New York was TV. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she was like, you were like the first of that generation in that way. 
And then we both moved to Los Angeles together, kind of did the life thing first. And then we've been able to do a podcast in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What better time? What better time as well as it's nice to catch up like what you guys talk about. Like it's just nice to just like have it recorded and for people to share, you know, with a little bit of formula because we like to talk Mm -hmm. about friendships because for me, literally before this, when I was thinking about like a starting conversation with best friends versus good friends with you guys Mm -hmm. from hearing that little tidbit, I told Paul, I was like, because we're best friends, right? Paul of me. Like, I don't think I've ever asked you that question. Oh my God. I was like, <laughs> <"Uh-oh."> <laughs> how'd it go? No, I mean, well, I like mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, we totally are. But we also, also would describe other people as those, as best friends as well. See? So maybe I think we're those people that maybe have a couple, Oh, come on. No, I'm thinking because I call Sarah I my see? life. I call yes. Sarah my life oh, wife. I see what you're saying. You're saying mm-hmm. the title is different, but like, I'm saying the titles are different maybe, but like the sentiment of how close we are, we probably have with other people. No, it's just you. <laughs> Like my sister, for instance, yeah. my sister and I, she will throw me under the bus for my own good. And she's like, you're welcome. Yeah, like, mm. We don't have the pillow talk. I can't like, you know, feel sorry for me. She's like, no, this is your problem. Like fix it. So we mm. have a really good sister, that kind of friendship in that way. Like I can go to her and we talk like the real deal. I don't know if you feel that way with your siblings, but that's my dynamic with my sister. And we love each other and we will always be there for each other as like as best friends. You got your back. We're going to go into our final seg- segment. Lightning round. And it's basically a lightning round where we answer questions off the cuff. Maybe we can get into a few of them, but the faster, the better and funner. Okay. And this is a little different because we emailed you both a list of questions that you're going to ask for Pallavi and me to answer. And it's kind of familiar to the newlywed game of like, who would, who's probably going to make the bed in the morning? And then (laughs) both people have to answer. But these are just hopefully a little funner. I thought there was one thing I thought of when you're talking about the one person having a best friend and then someone having like multiple friends with different best friends with different terms. That's got to come down to a personality, introvert, extrovert type thing too. Like where that's just like a personal style where it could mean, you know, the, like the love languages, yeah. Mm-hmm. So for one person saying best friend might just be a mean something to them in a different way than another person. So it might be come down to like a love language type thing too, where it, people have different terminologies, but it's all for the same thing. So you might say I have one best friend, you might say I have a bunch, but it's just a, it's how you like, you might be an introvert. You might be an extrovert. I'm an introvert that I, I recharge from being solo. So I would be like, I have this one and this one where someone who's an extrovert right. might be like, I got both. I have all the friends. Everyone's my friend. Yeah. That's not true to me at all. You know, I don't trust people who's friendly with everyone. I don't either. <laughs> I do say this, and I and I will stand by this. Gabrielle is my most uncomplicated relationship. That is such my a most... compliment. That is a huge compliment. Huge. Yes. I started sweating. I wasn't sure what it was going to be. Thanks. <laughs> because, like, you know, I mean, I'm very type A and just, like, You're very you know, so in a different way. I yeah. am too in a different way. That's true. You're very sincere. I'm very type A. I think and what, you're very, Emma? when someone's very, you're very sincere. So when someone's very sincere, I think that helps things be simpler too, because it's like, they're not going to give you a runaround on stuff. Well, the final segment should be just like how great Gabrielle is. I'll take it. <laughs> it's great. I'll take it. Mateo, what do you think of me? Go ahead. I think you're great. <laughs> We're going to ask you guys first. Okay. Um, and basically you just like say, would it be Emma or would it be Mateo? Because I think this will get a little into 
you guys' friendship. Okay. Yeah. In okay. a very different way. Paula, but you go first. Okay. Who's most likely to always be happy? Mateo. No, Emma. Uh, I feel like we, I think we're both constantly miserable. I think yeah. neither. Yeah. N-A. <laughs> N-A. N-A. Okay. I'll take it. Who is most likely to hold their breath the longest as possible? For what reason? Mateo has healthier lungs, I bet that, because I smoked pot and cigarettes in high school and college. Okay, yeah, and I, I would hold my breath to support my breath control. Yeah, it would mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, who's more likely to do weird or embarrassing things in Emma, public? Emma. Me. Me, Emma. Yeah, Not a good question. Get it, yeah. <laughs> most likely to have weird phobias? Maybe me. I was going to say Mateo, too, yeah. Yeah, I think me. Not in a bad way, just in him being more particular. No. Yeah. Oh, I'm super particular. That's a, it's just a great way of her to say I'm very anal. I and a bottom. <laughs> I don't have any real yes. phobias. I mean, I don't like it if someone's condescending. Or but that's not a phobia. But it's not a phobia, yeah. It's not like you see a spider and run. <laughs> right. No, I'm more... I'm more yeah germ phobe kind of yeah me yeah i don't care about me any of that sure. i don't uh-huh. i guess i don't what's a pho- i mean i don't even have any i don't mind small spaces i don't yeah i don't really have any yeah, phobias. phobias phobias kind of like paralyze you in in the situation yeah. and you can't function maybe a phobia mm-hmm. against like if there was like an open wound that could get me diseased i'd be like ah but that's just I'm, everyone i'm really pulling at straws here guys remember on the tyra banks show like people had like dolphin phobias like if they saw a dolphin right. no, they'd run away i don't have any of that maybe I it was don't... tyra tyra was afraid of dolphins she I hated them tyra yeah really? she's like i can't be near them and then they like brought her to a dolphin i'm like what is this show all right we're gonna ask you let's guys go. now we're gonna go okay, super fast here we go i'll start first okay who is most likely to get into a fight polavi yeah me 100 okay who is most likely to become a multi-millionaire both of us both of us yeah you're right it would be both of us together like friends okay next question go (laughs) who is most likely to punch a wall nice i'm not me i mean i'm supposed to oh um i don't think na i don't think both either of us would right no no i would slap somebody i would slap somebody maybe or i'd push i'm a pusher really i'm a pusher elaine from seinfeld (laughs) kind of or like a like a like a pusher. Yeah. I've pushed mm. my sister into many big moments of our lives. Yeah. Let her know. Ooh. So most violent would probably be me. <laughs> if that's what you're really trying to ask most violent. <laughs> so maybe both of us would get into a fight also. <laughs> be careful, Paul. I might push you. Okay, go ahead. Who is most likely to meet a ghost? Gabrielle. She's already met one. Many. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mateo, do you not believe me or what? Absolutely not. I don't think people talk to ghosts. I don't think they're real. There's a I podcast, d- Bigfoot <laughs> Collectors Club, that I went on and talked about this haunted house. And I got lifted out of my bed as a kid. There were kids running around on the on the ceiling when we would arrive every single summer in West Texas. A freaking owl would attack my grandfather with the face on it. It was amazing. Well, an owl's not a ghost. Okay. Um, well, the witches go inside the owl. They do the whole thing. They witches go, go inside. You and my aunt Nikki would get along great. Okay. Um, <laughs> who is most likely to get arrested for walking around naked? I don't know why they put an like a. They didn't finish the word naked. That's, That's also Gabrielle. Naked. Okay. You think they walk around naked? 
Well, you're mm. just so you you unabashedly walk around naked already. So hey. <laughs> I love that. I think it's great. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I you're mean, naked right I mean, now. <laughs> oh no, but it was well. I don't know. I mean, I just I, I, I feel like we've done... that one time I was really drunk. It was at your baby shower in the forest. Oh. Yes, I did run around naked on the you on Yes, you did. At a baby now that I think about it. Now that <laughs> well, sounds it like a, a bunch moon. of witches. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was a baby moon. My girlfriends took me on like a weekend away while I was pregnant. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so. The moon no, but right. we've done, man, we've done many a, a clothing swap together and you're just like, okay, what's next? That's mm. true. So like, you know. <laughs> okay, that's true. Just so you know, my mom listens to this podcast and she calls me with feedback after every episode to let me know what she didn't know about me and what she does know about me and what she needs to explain about me. So I can't wait for this phone call. Well, that's a wrap on the longest lightning walk we've ever had. We really appreciate it. As <laughs> Sorry, well it's as, comedians. We just kind of make jokes no, about everything. No, it's not a judgment. I said, I said we got to make it long because they'll have so much to say and they're very, very funny. So I'm very grateful you. that you yes, did but your we job. Do have one, we do have one final question that we okay. ask everybody and oh. just for you guys separately. Separately okay. answer it. And take okay. as long as you want. I promise yeah. it's okay. <laughs> okay. So the final question, Emma, you first. What are friends for? I think friends I think friends are for you know okay the first thing I think of and I saw my mom today and one of my earliest memories of my mom is she was always like friends are the most important thing for context my parents had a bad divorce so I remember when I piece it together I remember the timeline of her talking about the importance of friendships really coinciding with this really bad divorce I kind of even remember her being like Friends are the most important thing because they don't, you know, they don't cheat on you and you don't have to do alimony. So that's like a very like case specific <laughs> thing <laughs> to her. But I have this, and I, I said to her today, I said, I rem- there's two things I remember from you so well is about the importance of friends and then also to never do heroin. Like she was very extreme about those two things. Like you do heroin, it kills you. Friends are so important. So I think I always thought of it like it's the through line that helps you develop yourself and also that makes life fun. I mean, it's one of the most fun things. It's such a nice thing. You know, when you can be happy for a friend, when you can when you can talk, when you can process the world with a friend. It really I think it's the through line that helps me commiserate and enjoy. It really is what helps me get through. And, mm. and I, I, that, I, that's, that's what I think. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. And Mateo. What are friends for? For good times. <laughs> for bad times, I'll be on your side. I like the Whitney Houston, Stevie Wonder version. <laughs> Forevermore. That's what friends are for. And then we went, oh. And Stevie Wonder, oh, good times. It's such a good... Have you ever seen Dionne Warwick, Luther Vandross, Whitney Houston... <laughs> And, and Luther Vandross is like, yeah. and like everyone in the audience is like, <laughs> screaming. so that's what friends are for. I had to look up the lyrics. Five octaves. Yeah. He was ready. He oh, was I was ready. ready. <laughs> I was ready to do whistle tones, sing everything. Oh the my gosh. is really good about, I mean, especially as comedians. Whistle like tones? Good yes. at whistle tones, but also good about keeping a real like core group of friends with, I mean, I think of, you're probably, when I think of a comedian that has like a real friend group that you really prioritize, I'd say by a landslide, you more than I'm anybody else. Super loyal. I'm super, mm-hmm. super loyal, almost and, to a default. 
you'll have friend like mm. it's a group of friends that will come out to shows more i mean or go be with you hang at comedy clubs and stuff so you really um yeah all, i try and know. get my make sure my friends are all involved in the stuff that i'm doing vice versa like i you know we've had bob do our show a bunch of time and then um Bob, do you guys know Bob the Drag Queen? You guys should have I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Bob. You should have Bob and Monet on. We should, oh, we, yeah, we, but we, yeah, you guys would love them. Um, but Bob did this show during quarantine where he was doing Snatch Game. And so he came out as Carol Channing and had a bunch of his guests. So I do a great Liza Minnelli. And um, have you guys ever heard my Liza Minnelli? Go for it, please. Just give me a four, <laughs> give me, give me a bar. Give me four bars, please. Well, I just want to say. The first thing my mother said to me, she said, Liza, call an ambulance. But, um, yes. Bob had me on as Liza, but then Bob also lost his mind and couldn't stop laughing. You guys should look up Bob Carol Channing because it was just a half hour of Bob screaming of laughter. Like we just all (laughs) fell apart, but he had to do 30 minutes because otherwise we wouldn't get paid. So it was just, um, it was like crying as Carol Channing. (laughs) It was great. Oh my God. Well, thank you for coming on. What are friends for? But also is there, um, before I thank you for the filter on Zoom and showing me how to do that filter, <laughs> that's what I got the most out of this whole That's hour. what friends are for. That's what friends mm-hmm. are for. Um, is there anything you guys um, want to plug or just talk about uh, where we can find you on the social medias? I know things are weird right now with pandemics, so let us know. Just follow me at Mateo Lane, M-A-T-T-E-O-L-A-N-E on Instagram. If you don't like naked pictures, don't follow me. Got it. Mm. Got it. Um, on Instagram, Emma Wilman, and then on Facebook, Emma Wilman, two L's and two N's. And then check out Inside the Closet. Yeah, why, yeah. And listen to Inside the Closet. We once a week, every Thursday. Every Thursday. Uh, you know. <laughs> Thank you guys. Well, we love it. We appreciate we you guys. It. Thanks for taking the time on What Are Front Four. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> This episode was produced by Team Access Productions and Fast Nickel Inc. Our supervising producer is Philip Pasanchin. Our consulting producers are Kathleen Cho and Megan Densmore. Our production assistants are Alex Udome, Susie Gaveo, and Bailey Dizzler. Our podcast artwork is created by Aishwarya Sukesh. Original music is by Joey Sherman. Special thanks to Samantha Wiener and Hari Savitala. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening to it now. This helps the show's visibility and it helps us keep making it for you. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at WAF Podcast. That's W-A-F-F Podcast. To find episode resources, send us positive feedback, or even leave us a voice message, visit WAFPodcast.com. We truly appreciate you all checking in with us online. But you know that friend that you've been like, oh, I really haven't checked in with them in a while. Go do that. Yeah, go do that now. <laughs>